Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the year 2021. Welcome to the Blue Surge podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe alongside Craig, the recording bot. Shout outs to Craig. Craig. Three weeks straight. Shout outs to Craig. And you know what? It's a new year, and Craig is doing okay. He. On, we have like the thing on the wall where it's like zero days since the last disaster. It should be, what is it? It's like week two, episode two since the last Craig disaster. Yeah, because back, back in December, it's been giving us problems, but oh, we still man. been rolling them out. Yeah, back in, back in December. Sheesh. It, Craig, was not, Craig was not doing a good job. I don't think Craig likes the holidays. It, you know what? The people that put together the Craig bot are saints and... The servers were overloaded because everyone was home. Everyone was using Craig, and Craig, Craig just is a yes man. He's trying to help everybody out, and sometimes, sometimes you get overloaded. But Craig's here. We are here. Joe, how are you today? It's been a very busy and stressful week, but on the flip side, today is also my Christmas, and it's a little sad that I can't do the things I want to do on my Christmas. Usually, I go uh travel in a carol house to house so like there's everybody celebrate christmas 24th and 25th some orthodox uh, christians celebrate theirs the 6th and 7th so um it's a little sad i can't do what i would need to i would like to do normally on the, this time of year but um it's been it's still been pleasant re- reliving some of those interesting moments on facebook and uh it's been an interesting last 24 hours, definitely in uh, our country. So yeah. I've been trying to occupy myself by part of my reuse resolution for besides Pokemon stuff has been trying to learn some Japanese. So um, I learned a lot of Japanese yesterday. There you go. That's perfect. And I guess uh, since, since you brought it up, we will not go into it very deeply, but obviously with the events that happened, would it have been on Wednesday, January 6th in our capital all, all, all I'll say is this: on this show, that type of behavior and things like that don't have any space here, and we're not going to really justify the conversation any more than that's just not what we stand for, and we'll just move on from that. Yeah. Yep. We have a pretty packed show today of just cards, which is good because as I was talking about these past couple of weeks, we expected that cards were going to drop. We are recording on the 7th which is a thursday we were going to record on tuesday we had the time to as well however stuff just slowly started to fall out and started to leak for the urshifu sets and i was just like all right let's just we both agreed let's just wait it out see what comes out and we did get another little handful of cards that will bring up some interesting discussions so we have some products pokemon trademarked a few other things that we'll go into as well but it's really just kind of like a reporting on the news day. No huge tournament conversations. I checked out the tournaments. There haven't been the ADP like temporary ban events yet that have been posted that I could find. But but there will be one happening this weekend that you, Joe, were so kind as to share with us. Uh, Azul GG, which you probably know who is a very prevalent pro TCG player, as well as now a very consistent and popular Twitch streamer for the Pokemon trading card game. He will be having a sub-tournament on the 10th, which is the Sunday, correct? It's a Sunday. If I can do math correctly, and I really can't, 
I assume so. Yes, yeah, it would be this Sunday. So this Sunday, January 10th at noon Eastern time, there will be a Twitch sub-only channel. Now, yes, or tournament, you do have to be a sub on his Twitch channel. So that does cost like five bucks. Or if you have your free sub with Amazon Prime, you usually get a free sub every month if you have Amazon Prime. But honestly, five bucks for a tournament is pretty cheap, especially for the prizes that are coming out. I think we'll talk about the prizes right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of event information, it's going to be a Swiss tournament. The biggest thing is that ADP is going to be banned for the event. So really, the only reason we bring it up is because, one, it's it's virtually free. And two, it is the first tournament. Maybe not the first, because I'm sure there's going to be happening. There's going to be some this weekend in general. But it's one of the first in this batch of, like, testing the ADP ban in the format. The cool part about it, what you brought up, is the prizes. Yeah, but the, I th- before you get to the prize part, so I think the really cool part, what I noticed, uh, so I, I got this information from Azul's Twitch channel, or the Twitch channel, sorry, um, his Discord channel. He does have, like, announcements every so often, and what I I see in the, what I see in some of these things, uh, or the post, not, I don't think I see it on the post on the website that I think we'll try to post a little bit later for everybody so they can get it in. Um, they actually, People actually voted on the Discord channel whether to ban it or not, and the vote ended up actually banning the the banning ADP in the tournament. So people people who actually were interested in it actually had a choice to see if we can ban it or not. Yeah, and it was cool to see. And and granted, right, it's it's easy to do it when there's nothing invested in the tournament aside from maybe five dollars. Um, but it is really cool to see it because again, the prizes are pretty awesome. So if you get top eight, you get thirty vivid voltage PC PTCGO packs. Top four gets fifty five. Vivid Voltage online packs. Second place gets 80 Vivid Voltage online packs. And first place gets a Vivid Voltage booster box, 40 PTCGO Vivid Voltage packs, a Golden Rangaroo, and a Shiny Charizard V. So if you win this thing, you got some stuff coming to you. And that is awesome. And the awesome thing, too, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but there could be potentially more prizes, too, according to the Discord channel. Um, people, he, he said, if you want to donate anything towards the prize pool, send a message to Discord. So there actually can be potentially more prizes available to people, not just playing top eight, but maybe more below that. But as of now, these are the prizes that are being uh, handed out. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. I, I think it's a really awesome event that you pointed out. So, well, we did have a couple tournaments. There wasn't a whole lot to report. I checked them out. It was a whole lot of peek around. It was a whole lot of... Um, there was a Cinderace that got top eight. So there were some interesting finishes in the events that happened in the past week. But I imagine next week when we record, we will be seeing probably anywhere between two to four different events that temporarily banned ADP. And it'll be really interesting at that point to talk about what the outcome was. Anything else on tournaments, Joe? Uh, no, not really. I think I think the Azul one I think is a pretty cool setup, and like I said, there's potential for more prizes. You can potentially win a shiny Charizard V. Honestly, I'd be more excited about the Golden Oranguru personally, but I think the prize pool keeps on growing, so I'm pretty excited to see what it becomes to and how this whole ADP ban turns out. Yeah, I agree. We will talk about that more next week, though. On the docket next, we do have a couple products. There's a lunchbox. Hey, lunchbox. I got lunchbox. No, we don't. We don't talk about the lunchboxes. Okay. I mean, some people buy the lunchboxes. Shout out to you. But 
They have pretty sweet pencils in there sometimes and stickers. In terms of like value, can't really say the lunchbox is up there. The best value lunchbox I've ever seen was that one with the dust made necrozma. And that wasn't even good value until a year later or so. <laughs> People was like, wait a minute, this is a good card. Yeah, where do you get it? Oh, the lunchbox that you bought at Walmart two years ago. Oh, sweet. I don't have that. That's what happened with that card. I don't know. Those are cool products. Um, but the other products we have, we do have the Urshifu V single strike and rapid strike boxes that were revealed. The cool part about these boxes is mainly that you will get one of each designated special energy. So rapid and spike the jumbo Urshifu, card and the jumbo card. Okay. So you'll get rapid strike Urshifu V as well as rapid strike energy or single strike Urshifu V and single strike energy. Uh, in terms of packs, it looks like they are sword and shield based, but I will hold back judgment on that till I actually see the product. The next product is a box for Venusaur VMAX and Blastoise VMAX. These are products we've seen before. You get your Venusaur VMAX or Blastoise and you get a jumbo version of it. It's not paired with the V, so it's just the VMAX. It's got packs. The cool part, though, is that it comes with sleeves. So for the first time, I believe a product like this, these like $20, $25 prepackaged, you get four packs, the promo, whatever, is coming with 65 sleeves. And each sleeve is featuring that Pokemon. So you can get some Venusaur VMAX sleeves and some Blastoise VMAX sleeves. And they look pretty cool. I know that... They're not necessarily going to be the best quality, but this is good, Joe, right? I mean, getting having sleeves in the box, that's probably a lot more useful than what they normally have. Yeah, I, I really liked what recently they were doing like, with a Marnie box is getting a, like a playmat. Normally, I'm not a big fan of the Pokemon sleeves because they're not great quality and they stick kind of weird, but they're great for pre-releases. Uh, but... These leaves look, sleeves are look pretty cool. I know for sure that one of our listeners who listens every week, thanks Jeff, will probably buy the Blastoise box for sure. He usually buys all, one of each boxes for for collecting wise. But his top Pokemon is Squirtle, uh, War Turtle, Blastoise, that whole line and family. Um, so I think this is a really cool product. It looks good, and you get some pretty sweet cards out of the deal. Yeah, there you go. I agree. There's not much left to say on that, but good job on Pokemon for adding sleeves in. Again, one of those sneaky little products that could be very useful for someone trying to get into the game. Moving on, before we get into the cards, we do have two trademarks that I briefly mentioned at the beginning of the show. There's not a whole lot to say about them, but they have been filed. A couple days ago, the Pokemon TCG trademarked High Class Pack and High Class Deck. Um, this has been mentioned before for sets like the Tag All-Star set or the GX Ultra Shiny set. We're not sure if they're going to be a box, if they're going to be part of a set, what it's going to be. I imagine high-class pack and high-class deck is referring to some specific product. I think it's too a little too early to tell what's kind of going on there. So there could be a lot of speculation with those kinds of names too. Yeah, it's probably got something to do Again, in the Poke Beach article, they allude to the special 25th anniversary set that we assume is coming this fall. This is probably going to relate to that. So I would bet that this is something that we can stick in our back pocket and probably bring up 
four months from now almost. Something a little more, I wouldn't say recent, but closer than that set. There was some teaser information revealed for the Silver Lance and Jet Black Spirit sets, which were trademarked a couple months ago. Again, this information is from Poke Beach's website. Um, these sets are themed around the two horses that come in the Crown Tundra DLC, Glastrier and Spectrier. They combine with Calrex, which is the, I guess, quote-unquote poster legendary for the Crown Tundra DLC, um, as Urshifu was for the Isle of Armor. These sets are going to be releasing in April. They're going to have 70 cards each. Again, we know Japanese sets are a lot smaller. And I'm really excited to see what happens in this because I'm interested to see how they use the horses in combination with Calyrex. And I'm also interested to see if this whole VMAX union comes into place by then. You got to think it does. If you've played the VGC, so Calyrex and uh, was it Glastier and ooh, what's the other one? Spectre. Spectre. Um, they're all individual Pokemon in their own right, but they do combine themselves inside the game to be Ice Rider Calyrex and Shadow Rider Calyrex to become a pretty strong Pokemon. I don't think it's even VGC legal, I believe. No, it is not. No. It'd be too insane at this point, but um, they do become one like a, like a union almost. So I, you can only hope and imagine and understand that this is probably going to be the first mechanic introduced between these two Pokemon. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do in the future with other Union Pokemon. Uh, have you have you ever witnessed any Pokemon in the VGC that do something like this? That have a fusion? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's very few Pokemon that actually fuse. Uh, the Pokemon that comes to mind is Kyurem. Uh, Kyurem White and Kyurem Black. But I don't know if they've ever been legal. Uh, I don't have a... I don't have a confirmation on that, but those are fused Pokemon. Um, the Necrozma and, and yeah, Dawnwings and Duskmane, but I also don't know if those are allowed either. Uh, I don't think the VGC, but I can only imagine them being TCG cards since they have a history of of becoming one Pokemon. Oh yeah, they definitely could. And you imagine that V Union would come into place. Maybe this set is too early for V Union. I'm not really sure. It's weird, though, because we normally get this new mechanic pretty early in the new year. But because of the specialty set and because of the way they're treating the year as a whole, I I don't know when we're going to get that V Union reveal. So the tricky part here is, while it makes sense, you imagine the set's going to start getting leaked in the next month or so. I was going to say, at least before April, for sure, right? <laughs> so, unless Pokemon has this huge announcement over the next month for V Union, which is very possible, it probably won't happen in this set, but that I, I'm hoping for it, because it would just make a lot of sense. It's got to be in the next month or so, because if it releases in April, we're in January, so we still have February and March. Uh, it's it's It'll come soon. That's would be That would be my assumption. That would be something that I expect to happen but we'll see because like in like the dummy art that they're showing on the article they talk about actually a, a hollow like ice rider calyrex v and a shadow rider calyx v so like the, it's already talked about that those are going probably going to be cards i think that's pretty firm in place if i'm reading this correctly yeah um so the, the, it's going to be there what it does is going to be a mystery so if it's there and they're talking about it I would assume we're going to have the information pretty quickly, and if not by the end of the month. 
Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on it. Again, trademarks are one of those things where we can speculate forever, but we won't really know till it's actually in front of us. Anything else you want to add on the trademarks before we move forward? Nope, I'm excited to talk about some of these new cards. Keyword some. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so we, over the past week, we've had about, I want to say it's around 10 or so cards revealed to us that will be in the Rapid Strike Master and Single Strike Master sets. Some new, some old. Yeah. The first card that got revealed, the first two cards, I should say, is a Morpico and a Buffalon. Morpico is an 80 HP dark type basic. So instead of the electric, they are now kind of jumping onto the dark typing of the ability it has. For one colorless snack grab, choose an item card from your discard pile, reveal it, and put it into your hand. For one dark energy, hunger tackle, 20 damage. But if you have no cards in your hand, this does an additional 90. So... I guess it's a weak to grass and it has a retreat of one, but the focus here is it's taking an attack sort of tweaked from the old expanded Sableye that actually was banned. And then it also takes an attack from a deck that you played Joe a long while ago in Gramble. Yeah. Headache. Mm-hmm. I'm very afraid of the headaches. What do you think of more Pico as a card though? Headache. Sorry. I, every time I think about that attack, I just get a really bad headache. Um, and it's, I feel it coming on. So the first attack is like, we see pretty sweet, like an item card, you can just grab whatever you want, but you gotta make sure it's viable for the next turn. But hunger tackle for, well, obviously the, the max output damage without any modifiers would probably be 110 at this point. And as much as a headache Gramble was to play, you had a lot more options to empty your hand out. You had a Ranguru um, Instruct that went you up to three. You play a lot of Ball Surge cards, especially Ultra Ball, which helped you a lot. Um, you have Quick Ball, a little bit different, but um, you had all these Ball Surge cards. You had uh, Fiery Flint to discard cards. So a lot of these two-card discards to kind of empty your hand down are not as prevalent as they were back when Gramble was around. So I don't really see this being played, especially if you hit optimal damage against a V or V max V you are maybe hitting two shot V max. You are not. So is it a decent supplementary card? Maybe, but I don't see any situation where an empty hand is advantageous. Not to mention, we don't really have smooth over Macargo anymore, so you can't stack your top deck. And the only type of smooth clover card we have, if I'm not mistaken, is also Colossal. I think yes. it was. Yeah. So Colossal's got smooth over, but it's a stage two. So. Oh, no, you're thinking of Seismitoad. Seismitoad, sorry. One of, well, I couldn't remember which one it was, but they're both, they were both either the fighting types, either way. Based on the those kinds of facts, like we have Quick Ball, that's fine. We have Great Ball, it's okay. We have uh, Pokeball, that's okay. Um, incense, things like that. But is it possible? Yeah. Is it going to be as effective? Not really, because we're also losing. We we lost too many good resources, and I think Ramble is more efficient at probably doing it. As far as I can remember, I could be wrong as well, because uh, I can't make, can't think of everything right now, but. Based on what comes off the top of my head, I don't see it being as successful as Gramble. No, it'll be successful for snack grab. 
in decks that can utilize that properly. Being able to recur from the discard pile is always valuable in some way, shape, or form, even if it comes in the form of a prize trade. This will probably be a card that sneaks its way right into the expanded format, is more than likely what ends up happening. They're, they're working on their way to try to ban those type of things that are happening, but they, they can't see everything, and they try to get ahead of it they can, but once things, something gets played, they'll find it, and I think Hunger Tack will be more utilized in that situation. Yeah, Expanded is where more Pico is going to fall. Bufalant, Bufalant is a colorless 120 HP basic. It has the ability Sap Sipper. This Pokemon's attacks do an additional 60 damage to your opponent's Grass-type Pokemon. For three colorless, it has Head Charge for 120 damage. does 30 to itself. Weak to Fighting. Retreat of two. The only way that this card ever had any relevance is if Sap Sipper actually did what Sap Sipper does in the game. And that is, it's immune to grass-type attacks and increases its attack. Uh, I, I guess you can't really do the attack increase necessarily because you would be assuming that that would be almost like a countermeasure or a counter-effect to being hit, which in the card game doesn't really happen. But pretty, it's pretty bleh. Yeah. Uh, if Head Charge was... Um, maybe even one ten or something, and two colorless. I can consider it, but I it is a whole. I don't want to look at or play it. To be honest, yeah. And um, there's some there's some weird cheesy stuff with powerful energy and things like that that you could do. But a card like this only becomes relevant if the typing that it goes against becomes relevant, and I don't know if grass is ever going to get to that point as of right now. Yeah, it, it will see play if grass becomes crazy. <clears throat> if that ever happens, which at this point, it's not seeming like it. No, nope, fire seems to be sticking around for a little too long, especially with uh, Cinderace winning, well, not winning, but topping a tournament. Well, that and really grass types not being weak to, or sorry, water types not being weak to grass changes a lot too. Sure. Right, I mean, I guess dark types have some that are weak to quote unquote bug now, like Marpico, <laughs> uh, or or Eternatus, not Eternatus. The cards that are in Eternatus, Eternatus is fighting, fighting. Uh, so, so like uh, Galarian Zigzagoon, right? Yeah, yeah, like Zigzagoon um, or things like that. But really, uh, Grass type is not going to ever really be that relevant right now. Moving on, we have another set of cards that are almost reprints. Not quite, but sort of, kind of. We have the Zubat Evolution line. Zubat is a 50 HP dark type basic. It has the attack for one colorless hide in the shadows. Switch this Pokemon with one of your bench. Two colorless dive for 20. It's got a retreat of one. Whoop-de-doo. Golbat is 80 HP. Has the ability Stealthy Draw. Once during your turn, when you play this card from your hand to evolve a Pokemon, you may play two cards. For two colorless, Air Slash, 50 damage, discard an energy attached to this Pokemon. Weak to fighting, retreat of one. Crobat is 130 HP and has the ability Hefty Draw. Once during your turn, when you play this card from your hand to evolve a Pokemon, you may draw three cards. For two colorless, it does 100 damage, just flat. 
It's weak to fighting and has a retreat of zero. The reason I say that these are like almost like spiritual reprints, they don't do the same thing that it used to do, but I want to say in Phantom Forces, which was an X and Y set that featured Night March and Joltik and Pumpkaboo and all those pieces, there was a Crobat that worked with damage counters. Do you remember this Crobat line? Uh, Vaguely, but I know it was a deck for a while. Yeah, so it, it didn't do draw, it did damage counters. So as you evolved yeah. Zubat into Crobat, going through Golbat and all that stuff, you placed more damage counters. Um, yeah. This this is a really unique situation because the only deck that it can go into is Eternatus. But what? does Eternatus have a spot for Crobat? It's all colorless attacks. Doesn't well, have to be. I'm not. I'm not saying it has to be. But you're assuming if you're playing this that it's taking up a pretty hefty space in your deck. Yeah, and I think that's. I don't think it's being played. Um, back in the Sun and Moon era, and I can't remember which set in Sun and Moon. I know it's early on. Maybe be base. There was a a beware that you drew three cards when you evolved it. No one played it then, and they won't play this. They won't play Crobat now. To be fair, yeah. though, we do have scoop up. You do have scoop up. This and there, there's a world where you could go like two Zubats, one Golbat, one Crobat, and utilize the scoop up net that way. And honestly, wing attack isn't too bad. Two colorless for 100 damage. Yeah, sweet. it's it's not as bad, and you could rare candy. Yeah, you can rare candy if you really want to, but just the fact that. Like the the word card wasn't that great, but I just because based off those previous histories, I don't think Crobat will be played. Beware didn't have scoop up net though, right? Beware didn't have scoop up net. They had uh, they had scoop up, right? Right, which was a coin flip, I guess. Um, coin flip. It had uh, switch. It had there were some other switch cards available. You just can't pull it out of your hand, but. And remember the the attack not or the attack not being ridiculously either, um. But I I don't see Crobat being played. I don't know. I'm gonna hold out judgment on this one because I I think Eternatus can easily put in Crobat the same way it puts an Obstagoon and Toxicroak, mm-hmm. um, because it gives you an alternative to Crobat V, which is just basically just fodder after you play it down now granted crobat v is instantaneous so i'm not saying that it's a replacement for crobat v but what i am saying is do not be surprised if this shows up in a deck like that do not be surprised if this shows up in a deck like control if that ever becomes relevant anytime soon because we've seen what pidgeotto did now pidgeotto Mm -hmm. is every turn but again we're in a format where yes we used to have super scoop up net or super scoop up i should say but Super Scoop Up wasn't played as heavily now as Scoop Up is, right? Yeah, because Scoop it, Up is a guarantee. It, well, well, that guarantee. and, like, right now in the meta, because of, like, how we play Jirachi, how we play Galarian Zigzagoon, most deck lists that play non-V or VMAX Pokemon, or GX for that matter, play Scoop Up Net already. So that's why I think it, it wouldn't shock me to see a card like this show up in a unique fashion. I'm going to be very interested interested to see what Crobat does throughout its legality because drawing cards 
always have value. Zero retreat always has value. Colorless for 100. Yes, it's a stage two, but that is a good attachment for that attack. Okay. So, yeah, the only world I can really, th- my my conceivable mind could think that it could probably go on a turn of this. Maybe trashing or getting rid of um, Hoopa out of the deck. Because people well, usually play Hoopa. And I'm not, I personally am not a big fan of Hoopa. If you're going to ask me to play Hoopa versus Crobat line, I would honestly play Crobat line over Hoopa. Well, that's what I mean. It's going to be something that people mess with a lot when it comes out. I, I think that, especially going into a format where tag teams are eventually rotating, Crobat is going to be put in a very unique situation, I think. Well, I think you, it's... well you play, uh, you've played Eternatus some decent amount. Uh, did you... Or you playing a situation obstacle, right? Right. What's, your, what's the matchup like versus Eternatus V? Max. Totally depends on the deck they're playing. If they're playing the poison variant, it could, it's doable. It's a doable matchup one way or another, but Obstagoon makes it a little trickier. Okay. So Crobat would also make it tricky. Uh, Obstagoon has more HP than Crobat does, but it's just free draw with no back, with no like, just getting, getting two cards off of Golbat even. So you're getting five extra cards over two turns without having to sacrifice the shuffle, um, without needing less than six cards like Crobat V requires or discarding your hand like Dedenne requires. It's just one of those things where it's like, we've seen cards like this never get played, but that Crobat has a ton of value. So I, I just can't rule it out, even if it was just rare candies. Uh, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how it develops over time. And I don't even think that's a... Like, we're stretching this topic on the show. I think that's a legitimate point with Crobat. People will agree and disagree with that, though. The next card, we got EXP share getting reprinted. This one isn't a... It's not too in-depth of a conversation. EXP share, if you haven't played when the card was in standard, um, the last time it rotated was actually 2019, so it hasn't been that long. Basically, when your active Pokemon is knocked out by a damage from your opponent's attack, you may move one basic energy card from that Pokemon to the Pokemon this card is attached to. So it's just a tool. EXP share is in a really weird spot right now because a lot of decks already kind of accelerate energy in unique ways. But again, you talk about Eternatus that only has a two energy attachment for an attack. You could see it being played in there because instead of having to start, instead of investing energy on your bench Eternatus, you could literally just have EXP shares and make it a one energy attachment, right? Like the other turn you can do that, I think personally it can be played in Peak Round. I know Peak Round does accelerate, but you anticipate your Bolton probably getting smacked at some point. So having that one energy you put on Bolton uh, could be nice putting onto your bench, whether it be Raichu Raichu or Peak Round or just another Bolton, because I know. Uh, people keep the option open for Bolton second attack where you do as much damage as many as electrical da- electrical electric cards, energy cards are in play. Well, and even like Colossal VMAX or Senescorch VMAX. Senescorch VMAX has Welder, but its attack is totally based off of the energy it has attached to it. So again, EXP share, it's a very like average borderline card. And we have tool scrappers, so it might just not exist for a while. It never like it will never change a format, but 
it's support that people usually welcome back because it's pretty healthy. Like I could see like this not being used for a little bit and out of nowhere, someone just just kind of rolls hard in a tournament using EXP share and then out of nowhere, people are playing like one to two scrapper, two scrappers. Right. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. Next up on the list, we have a couple Pokemon. We have Galarian Mr. Rhyme, we have a Yamper, and we have Bolton. Ah, uh, the bread and butter. Ah, uh, yes. Galarian Mr. Rhyme, a stage one water type with 110 HP. It evolves from Galarian Mr. Mime. For two colorless energy, it has ball juggling, 10 damage. You may discard any number of item cards from your hand with ball in their name. This attack does 40 more for each card discarded in this way. For one water and two colorless, Frost Smash for 80 damage. It's weak to metal and a retreat of two. Yamper is a 60 HP basic lightning type with the ability Fetch the Ball. Once during your turn, when you play this card from your hand onto your bench, you may put one Pokeball and one Great Ball from your discard pile into your hand. For two colorless, it does flop for 20 weak to fighting a retreat of one boltund does not continue the trend of utilizing the ball item cards it has 130 hp for one lightning does corner 30 damage that the defending pokemon can't retreat and then for two lightning and a colorless defiant spark it does 130 damage and if this pokemon has any damage counters on it this attack cost is just one lightning energy if you thought it had zero retreat, you're wrong. It still has a retreat of one. But let's circle back to Mr. Rhyme and Yamper. Joe, what do you think of these cards? I am also going to include Bolton in this whole package. I found my next project. I and, want to play these cards. All and of man, them. is it going to be a project? It's going to be a project. I already, like, as we're talking, I have things flowing through my head. I could have sworn there was an attack or another ability on somebody that did fetch ball cards. There's I know a for supporter sure. called there's Ball a, Guy that's coming yeah, out. There's that supporter for sure, but I could have sworn there was a Yamper or a Bolton that does it, unless that was just me being just, like, fantasizing about it and it actually came to came to life. Um, but I could have sworn there was something out there that still also fetched balls as an ability or an attack, and I'll have to do a little bit more research on it, because this came out two days ago, in the last two days for me personally, uh, between work and other things. Um, I unfortunately am unable to do as much research to find the answer I'm looking for, so hopefully I'll have something available if everybody's interested in the future. But as of right now, I like these three cards in a deck, and let me tell you why. Ball juggling, um, I think, is a pretty neat card. You have quick ball, you have pokeball, you have great ball, and I'm sure those are going to be something else that coming out ball-wise, um, and I hope that something does come out. I'm sure there's more ball search cards that I can't think of off the bat, and that's all right. But Yamper can get that back for you, and that's okay. Well, Yamper right. can only get back two of those cards. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You have the ball you have the ball guy too that gave you three cards. So you can potentially like have five ball cards in your hand. So five times four was it uh I'm bad math, two hundred? Yeah. Yeah, you know you could make it work. You could hit for two ten. Yeah. Hit for two ten. Colorless, two colorless. So the way like I'm thinking about playing this deck is probably the, the twin energy. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. No water. Straight lightning. Because Bolton smacks for 130 if you damage it. Right? Mm-hmm. And I have to double check. But if you wrap this with like a um whatchamacallit? If you wrap it up with a uh miss not Mr. Mime. Jinx. Jinx has that moving counters thing, right? Yes. You can probably just play that and be fine because I'm sure someone's going to be pinging you with a glaring zigzag or something so you can move damage counters. If you realize counters are not being staying on the board, you can probably just slap a uh, a spirit tomb. So I already have things rolling in my head. Colorless lightning. That's it. That way you can smack for 130 for one energy. That's crazy. Yeah, the only the only downside of it is it's only when Bolton gets played to the bench, so it does make things a little trickier. What do you mean if it gets Bolton gets played to the bench? Not Bolton, uh, Yamper. Oh, no, that's fine. You got scoop up. That's 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 whatever. I'm not. Yeah. So you I'm have. Not, I'm not concerned about that. You have at most, because that that'll be the tricky part that you have to go over, right? Is how does you how do you take down V Maxes because you're gonna need to attack twice. Yeah, you could you could make it work. I. This is my next pet project. It really is. I, I think I can make this work. This is one of the meme decks that I'm looking for. And you're trying to pull some of those uh, your friends into playing Pokemon. They want to play the meme decks that I I think you talked to them about. I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to get into the game. Definitely could be. It definitely could. Last up, we have our final two cards. They are the same Pokemon. We have Aegislash. Uh, Aegislash is very interesting because I, I, this is definitely the first time a card like this has existed. So there's two Aegislash, um, and they both have the same ability. So they both are stage twos with 100 H, 150 HP. They both have the ability Stance Change. Once during your turn, before you attack, you may switch this Pokemon with an Aegislash in your hand. Any cards attached to this Pokemon, damage counters, special conditions, turns in play, and any other effects remain on the new Pokemon. The first one, for one metal and a colorless, has Gigantobash, 70 damage, and during your opponent's next turn, you prevent all damage done to this card by Pokemon VMAX. And then the second one, for two metal and a colorless, Full Metal Blade does 210 damage, and you discard two metal energy from this Pokemon. All I will say is, it's still not great. It's really cool, though. It's cool that they've utilized the unique ability that Aegislash has in Stance Change, and I think it's a really cool setup between two cards. I don't think it will really see any play, because it's a lot of investment just for these Aegislash, but... I think it's really sweet that they made this ability a thing. I, I applaud Pokemon for, for making the abilities and making something uh, very interesting and interactive. But in no world do I see this being played. Yeah, it's interactive enough for people to play with it and see if it can work, but it probably won't. Like, um, ability, stage yeah. 2, 3 energy, like, 210 is pretty sweet, but, like, it, it's so hard to play stage 2 deck unless you're playing Decidueye Ostagoon. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, if a scenario came up, this is a card that anytime Metal has something new arise, people will be like, all right, can I can I make Aegislash work? Because VMAXs are going to be prevalent. But overall, uh, I'm not sold. So 
it's really cool that the ability's there, though. I'm really, really excited to see um, kind of what this does. And one of the cards is by the illustrator that I collect, so that'll be cool, too. Oh, cool. Which one, which one is this one? Uh, the Gigantobash one. I can usually I tell by the, the drawing. That is a pretty sweet drawing. And it kind of it kind of looks like it won't be hollow either, like the other one will be. But yeah, we'll see. I, I'm I'm excited that they made an ability like this, and that's kind of all we got to say on it, right? Um, yeah, I I I'm not super excited about it to be honest, but uh, it's it's an interesting ability. I'm glad they were able to utilize it in an interesting way, but I just don't see it being played. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that brings us to the end of our show. So hopefully you enjoyed the episode this week hopefully you enjoyed the cards that got revealed and if you take part in the adp list tournaments or any other event hopefully you do well this weekend from the both of us i think i say thank you for supporting the show once again and i will see you next week